Welcome to the You, Me and the GP radio show, a health exercise and nutrition show for over 40s who want to get back to their best. Discover how to keep yourself fit, healthy and full of energy. Each week, your hosts Rich Clark and Dr. Mark Daniels will answer your questions and interview special guests. Rich Clark is an exercise scientist and nutritionist who helps over 40s thrive, not just survive in today's busy world. Dr. Mark Daniels is a practicing GP with 25 years experience. He's had notable success with his patients using simple dietary changes rather than medication to provide improvements. Living in Wales with their families, they see the effect poor health has on people on a daily basis and how easily it can be turned around. Sit back and enjoy our tips and advice. Hello and welcome to episode 40-something of the show. And it's uh, me in the dark, ready to rock. How are you, Mark? I'm good, I'm good. Yeah, no problems at all. How are you? You always ask me how I am. Yeah, Yeah, good, man. Yeah, really good. Um, I'm, 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 I'm seeking clarity at the moment, Mark. Sounds a bit deep and stuff, but I'm trying to simplify my life and get everything really back down because the business is kind of booming and... I realized that I wished to have a busier business, but then when it's gone really busy, I can't really cope. <laughs> so uh, the reality is now I have to kind of reassess certain commitments and um, just, yeah, adjust my sales slightly. So, yes, yeah, good. I'm going through a good process at the minute of shedding stuff. It really feels good, you know, and uh, freeing up a lot of time and uh, hopefully getting the right procedures and policies in place then will, will help me to cope with this. But So that's my big theme at the moment, personally. But uh, at home, everything's going all right. Kids back to school, so that's nice. And uh, everything is going well there. My son learned to ride a bike during the school holidays. And uh, my stepdaughter had her 18th birthday recently. So, yeah, it's all good, man. All good. What's, what's going on with your family, buddy? What about on your holiday schedule, I know like that one a month or whatever it is. <laughs> well, I've got, uh, I've got a weekend away with my brothers for playing golf because we have a bit of a, a beery weekend in Mom, so that'd be a laugh. The only problem is the NATO conference is happening at the same time, so we could be caught in the crossfire on that, oh. but never mind. And then I'm off to Spain with some other friends. So, yeah, and then I'm, I'm away with my wife. Poor thing, doesn't get as many dollars as me, so away, we're away up in Scotland sometime in uh, towards Christmas. So I've got a few holidays booked, so that's nice. Good. Nice, good man, good man, really important. Yeah, the other thing is, of course, I'm still enjoying working three days only. That's just fantastic. Oh, yeah. After, after, after working all those years of many, many, many hours, I'm cool at nine, all that stuff. It's just wonderful. Oh, I bet you don't know yourself now. Uh, you see, I don't know. Brilliant. Uh, the day after tomorrow, it's going to be great. <laughs> oh, great. There we are. Well, I must get this uh, interview with Marilyn scheduled, and I'm fed up of talking about it, to be honest, you know, so i, I got to sure. get that uh, done and give myself a kick up the arse, but probably won't happen now till the after the seminar, anyway, right, okay, first question, hi Rich, an exercise one, Mark just said, now he's had his quick squeeze of these questions, and um, they're exercise based, I hadn't realised there was a block, but there we go, uh, I don't mean, I love the sound of my own voice, so, hi Rich, wondering if you could help me, I'm trying to find an upper body workout I can do in the house. I have an autistic son who is 8 in October. He's a big lad, about 7 stone, and he likes me to pick him up, as all kids do. As you have read, it's a bit of a struggle. It's a bit of a struggle with the weight he's carrying, but as a father, you can't say no to your kids. 
I have a magazine subscription to men's health, men's fitness, etc. But their workouts always require equipment I don't have or can't afford. I was hoping you could point me in the right direction. I have a weight bench, an Olympic bar, dumbbells, weights, 5 kilo medicine ball, over-the-door pull-up bar and an easy curl bar. I also have the Insanity and Focused T25 workout discs. Any advice would be brilliant, thanks. Malcolm. Now, Malcolm, I I sent him a quick response asking him a few questions, really, about what his current routine was, how many press-ups he can do, and if he can do pull-ups and things. But let's just say that he's got all his equipment and he's, he can do them. The general gist of what you need to do, Malcolm, to get stronger so you can lift your boy up, sort of thing and, and and it's you know let's be honest lifting up a, a seven stone boy he is he is big it is you know it is it's, it's, it's a lot of weight there how many kilos is seven stone it's like 42 45 kilos or something like that mark is it um sorry not enough then yeah uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wake up at the back seven, of the class seven stone ah oh, no idea yeah uh, 28 stone is 175 yeah kilos, i think so 6.3 uh, kilos per stone so 626 would be 36 yeah so say it's about 40 odd uh, kilos that's a lot of weight so the best thing you can do if you're training and you've got enough weight there in the house pull-ups you're going to be start doing overhand pull-ups and also you need to be doing deadlift and you also need to be doing shoulder press so you'll know what all those exercises are Malcolm I know that though the next bit of advice is the most important but what you need to do is you need to load those weights those exercises up as heavy as you can do for about five reps okay that is going to build your strength as opposed to perhaps eight to ten reps which is going more towards what's called hypertrophy, muscle building, and, and, and more endurance kind of stuff. So if you want to stimulate the strength element of your body, you can you can do as low as, as two reps, and one or two reps. And if you wanted to Google Russian strength training program. Yeah, I'll kill you that will. No, 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 no. You can do it with any, you can do it with any, ex, you can do it with any exercise, like dips or pull-ups or whatever. And it's a six-week program. If you... When you Google that, click images instead of the normal search because it'll give you a, a PDF or a, a, an image of the actual plan. It's pretty basic, but basically it goes like this. It's like three days a week plan. And the first session, you have to do six reps. Uh, sorry, six sets of two reps. So six sets of two. So say you're going to do a 100 kilo bench press or 80 kilo shoulder press. You just do six lots of two. The next session, then you do six threes, and then you do six twos, and then week two it progresses and it keeps on moving on like that. So, just but basically, Colin, you need to uh, do strength training, and uh, also for picking up the uh, best exercise, but something you have to build up for and you have to have experience is going to be a deadlift into a high pull, which Mark probably knows from CrossFit, or yeah. actually a clean, uh, doing power cleans. But that is up there with. You know, that's advanced stuff, really. Uh, power, power, power clean to Olympic lifting, yeah. But the, the deadlift with high pull, which you could potentially do with a kettlebell, a nice heavy kettlebell, that would, would give you this similar movement pattern as you need when you pick it up, uh, uh, you boy. All right. So, um, yeah, that's that's my, my uh, advice there. 
Oh, let me just check back on, on the question. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's it. So that's a bit of advice, really. So that's it, the advice, Carl, right? You've got enough equipment, pal. Don't buy any more. Um, just get strong with what you've got there. And if you email me back and answer the questions I sent you, then I could give you a bit more advice again. Because I asked him, like, what's the heaviest weight he's got at home? And as I say, stuff like that. Okay, next question. Hi. I've been following. Uh, 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 Rich, Rich. Yeah, what? You know all the health ones. Yeah. I let you, I let you have your say. When it comes to exercise ones, I don't get a say word. No, well, I, I just was under the impression he was having a, having a break. Uh, <laughs> I, my apologies. I'm a, I'm a I've got, no, I've got no. absolutely nothing to add. The thing <laughs> I would say is, it's very easy to buy all the subscriptions to men's health, men's fitness, get anxiety workout this. It's doing the actual work is the hardest bit. Yeah, yeah. It's making the, making the actual commitment. Just go out there in the cold or wherever. I have to go out in the cold. Go out in the cold three days a week or whatever you're going to do and do it week in, week out. And that's how you get stronger and healthier is to make the commitment. It is, it is, a, it is a hard commitment. And I fall yeah. off the wagon a lot. And, and the insanity stuff and all this, stuff, it, it's, it is a bit circuit-orientated. Yeah. So yeah. it will get you stronger to a point, but... You know, it's, wait, it's yeah, it's more endurance orientated uh, and high intensity stuff. So yeah, definitely get out there and put the hard time in uh, with the bar and squat and lift. And as you say, there's no getting away from that, is it? But uh, yeah, okay, I won't uh, insult you again. I'll, I'll, oh, I'll, 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 yeah. <laughs> so next question. Uh, oh yeah, right. The NHS is a bit crap on this, isn't it? Right. I've been following the website podcast for ages as a local person. No, was that, remember that comedy before with look? It's a local shop for local people. It was like yeah. Ma- Marsden Vasey. What was it? Uh, what was the thing? I want to, oh, that was funny. That was. So she's a local person and she's been following her, some recent huge life changes. She's decided to get her act together. However, she has lots of intoler- intolerances and allergies to fruit and veg, which, as you can imagine, scuppers most healthy eating plants. I also get hives in direct sunlight. This is not a combination that makes getting fit and healthy easy. The NHS in Wales is a bit crap, except for Dr. Mark Daniels uh, up there in Neath, in brackets, she's put. I've been told it's either allergies or intolerances. Either way, don't eat it. Do you know of a decent local Swansea area nutritionist, dietitian, allergist who can help me work out what I can eat that is not cheese, huh? Uh, I'd love to eat all the healthy things, etc., but I can't. I'm walking the dog, working outdoors, can't solve all the issues if I still end up eating meat, cheese, and stodge. So that's what she's eating. I don't quite understand that aspect. Hope you can help, Layla. Mark, come on in. In defence, you know, uh, you, you, you. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I referred her on, basically. Uh, yeah, no worries. The, I mean, it's very easy to not go in chips, but. It's free. What else do you get in this world that's free? Yeah. It's completely and utterly free. I, I get a bit, bit naffed off when people have a go. I, I, it's not perfect. I mean, I, I work in it. It's not perfect. But if you if you have a heart attack, if you have something else, it's fabulous. But if what she's have, probably saying is it's crap at helping her so with her specific problem. And let's be so honest, it's not I set mean, up to do yeah. that. So it's a yeah. fair... Yeah, yeah. I totally so, agree. Yeah. It's a bit crap at doing, doing with allergies. Allergies, yeah. But there is a company out there. Right. Can you know, you know what the company's called? Revolutionary Health, sir. Yes, that's the one. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, great. We, we have. If she goes onto the website, we have a full full food intolerance panel. 
all she, you know, she just goes on there and she gives us a sample and we send it off and we can give her to exactly what she's allergic to. And what, right? she's not, um, what she's not allergic to, which, um, which is perhaps more important. Not, yeah. Exactly. And, and uh. until she gets that done, she's not going to have a clue. And it's amazing what sometimes you can pick up things like you're allergic to lamb, which you're, eat, which you're eating, but you're not allergic to tomatoes, which you thought you were, but you were having lamb and tomatoes. It's a terrible, yeah, yeah. terrible example. You're not like to have lamb and tomatoes. But you might be allergic to mint, but not but not the lab that you're eating both yeah. together. So you have no idea, really. Totally. No one eats no. things on their own. No one ever goes out and eats, whenever they meal, they don't eat one thing. They no, eat lots no. of different <clears throat> things. So it's very difficult to work out what you're allergic to. But we do offer, it's not it's not cheap, but it's uh, it's the only way, well, it's not the only place you can get it, but it is, I think it's in Britain, it's about the only place you can get a decent food panel um, with a doctor giving you the advice rather than um, someone else. I mean, yeah. it, it, it may be that some other people are very good at it, but we can certainly give you a, a food panel and we can tell you what you're allergic to. At least it's a start. At least you can eat food that you know you're not allergic to. Brilliant. There we so go. So you could try that. You could try that. I mean, the stat, we could give the standard advice as well. I mean, you could go on the autoimmune protocol. That should sort you out. But if you think you're allergic to fruit and veg, you really need to have some testing done to see what yeah. you won't be allergic <clears> to all <throat> veg. You won't be allergic to all fruit. There will be certain things that trigger you off. Let's, let's just, just, you yeah. know, there are other people who offer the food powers, but. You know, as I'm on this podcast, I would recommend that. Well, of course, uh, at the end of the day, it's, uh, it's the rationale behind us providing a free services so that people kind of get to know about us and our businesses and we have the spin-off uh, effect. There's no uh, point in hiding that fact there. Um, so if Leila wants to get in touch with us, just course. go on the website. Yeah, yeah. great. So, Bloody right, Mark. I've uh, been uh, meaning to get the allergies test again for a while. So if you would like to get Craig or, or whatever to order me the allergies um Panel. Yeah, I'd like that. Yeah, uh, please. So, great. Yeah, good luck uh, to Leila there, and uh, she should should be in touch. So, thanks for that question. Quest. Next question. Let me just quick check where we are. Are we done? What do we do now? Are we done. This episode we've done. Paul Malcolm. Okay, Leila. Last one for this episode, I believe. Right. No, you got some more. Yeah, there's more. There's yeah, there's at least those two questions. Yeah, okay, crack on. Okay. Well, yeah, that's right. Okay. Hi, Richard Mark. I work out six times a week most of the time. I sometimes see improvements in my lifts, but then I struggle to hit them again. Sometimes I can squat a certain weight. Other days I have to put it down. I don't understand. Do you take some time off to break past this plateau? Okay, shall I? Yeah, you go ahead. I'll, I'll give my two pairs because it's not worth it. No, no, I'm sure it uh, will be... Uh, yeah, it's like it, all good. things in life. Lifting is like all things in life. If I go out, I'll take an analogy with me playing golf. If I go out and play golf, one day I'll play brilliantly, the next day I'm rubbish. And it's the same with lifting weight. Your body sometimes is good, you feel healthy, you've slept well, you've eaten well, you've got the right nutrition, you'll lift a lot of weight. Some days you've, you've had a bad night's sleep, you've got a bit of a cold, you'll eat less weight. That's just life. As long as you make a progression over a period of time, that's all that matters. But that's that's my little two pounds. But I'm sure you've got a more scientific answer than me. No, oh, well, that, that's pretty much it in, in, in a kind of uh, a nutshell. But as you say, you know, what's going on basically is your body is not able to produce maximal lifts, you know, kind of six days a week, or you can't keep going in the gym and seeing improvements and benching more. And I, to be honest, this kind of mindset is a bit of an issue. And it does my head in a bit, and I always want to lift more and bigger and all this sort of stuff. But the reality of it is, 
if you've got a structured program, it should build up to some sort of um, overload and overreach. So basically, you'd have somebody helping you to do the weight. So you build up stronger and stronger every week, each week for four or five weeks. Then maybe on week six and seven or week five and six, you've got somebody actually helping him to do the weight because it's too heavy for you. So you're actually overreaching a bit and you're, you're pushing past what you can normally do. And then you back off a little bit. And then within about a week of that, you should have a little bounce and you should peak up again. It's pretty much what you do if you were going to peak an athlete for competition or somebody for a marathon or whatever. It's build up uh, progressively, overreach, overload, and then rest up, and then you have the bounce and the the increase, or what is scientifically called an adaptation to the the, the stimulus that you you've had on the body. So you have a training adaptation, and through a training adaptation, your nervous system will shut down initially, and then it'll come back a lot stronger, and that's why you can lift more, and your mitochondria. Well, uh, sometimes they can double in size, uh, volume, and number, uh, which will give you more uh, kind of aerobic capacity. So that's all the scientific blah, 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 blah. So, yeah, it's not going to happen every session, every week, pal. Just if you want to go for max lifts, have a max lift day or a max lift week. If you want to do, obviously, your different lifts on different days, do it every six weeks. Go for your maxes. Um, and then drop back down and then build back up and overreach and, and so on. But uh, it ain't straightforward. Um, but, uh, yep, that's it. Next question. I'm not, truly, I'm not entirely sure as whether you can help or not. Please forgive me if this is the case. I'm seeking some professional advice because, unfortunately, I've fallen the victim to some somewhat unscrupulous schemes by so-called in brackets professional trainers and gym trainers that seem all about money and misinformation i know i hate the fitness industry and i work in it it's uh, it makes me cringe i had some guy before on uh line he was saying uh, i don't know we got into some little argument or whatever it was and he'd been qualified uh for about two or three weeks and he, he said to me, and, and he'd done it one of these courses that cost £900, uh, and he could do them in four weeks. He'd been working in a bar six weeks previous. He said, as a fellow fitness professional, I don't think you should be saying this. <laughs> if he did, I was just like, oh, my God. As a fellow fitness professional, I've been doing this stuff for 15, 20 years. Yeah? And you, you know what I mean? It's just the industry is such a joke, guys, right? And this is what we've got to be careful out there. There's people... Ooh, exactly like this guy just said, they, 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 they've been working and doing other things, and then next thing they think, oh, this looks good, I'll be a personal trainer, that'll get me some women, or that looks quite easy, or it looks quite attractive, or whatever, I'm fit, and I'm in shape, and all that. Next thing, they're in the gym, and they're trying to tell you this, and they're trying to tell you that, and they're dangerous, okay? So always edge on the side of caution, get yourself someone with, with, with a good five or ten years uh, under their belt. Because uh, they would have had enough time of being a knob, uh, and hopefully they would have sorted themselves out. So, uh, tangent. Moving back to the question, I'm a 34 year old male, male weighing 70 kilos, standing at 177. I have been resistance training, swimming, and practicing martial arts for almost 16 years. I thoroughly enjoy exercising, and as I no longer competitively compete, 
as I no longer competitively compete, that's something like I would write. I am more interested in physical aesthetics. Looking to develop my physique, but in a natural, legal way, explanation mark. Swansea is the steroid capital of Britain. For this, I know that nutrition is key. I am currently carrying too much of the way body fat. I know, to, I know I need to run a calorie deficit and count my macro. This is where the rubber hits the road for me. I struggle immensely with this and need help. I've, tr I'm, I've tried the gym people and adv and add advice off trainers, but to no avail. The information is either not forthcoming or always dependent on another payment due to tweaking the program. Hence, I would like to get more professional advice from you guys. Da -da -da. Talks about supplements, stuff like that. For a meal plan, it takes into account my macronutrients da -da -da, uh, to reduce body fat. I need to know what to eat, when to eat it, etc. So this chat's probably going to come on board and do a bit of nutrition work with me to drop the body fat. But in a nutshell, there's a lot of people out there who are focusing on macros, okay? Fats, carbs, and proteins. And for years, you know, that's what I was all about. 200 grams of protein and 400 grams of carbs and 100, 150 grams of fat a day, all the rest of it, and counting new calories every meal, uh, you know, so many grams of protein and stuff. Didn't get me in shape either, uh, Andrew, uh, Meehan. So let me tell you what did, Paul. Micronutrients, not macronutrients, okay? So you need to... Stop focusing uh, on all that stuff. You're definitely going to need some ongoing advice because it's not something you can just give someone a diet and say, oh, yeah, they will. I eat that diet now, the same one forever, and that's going to get you uh, in shit. It always needs to be uh, in fairness to the other people who are asking you for money for another tweak. It does always need to be adjusted and tweaked. But if you can learn the principles behind what you're doing, you can do the tweaks yourself. So there's a saying, if I can get this right, uh, principles, no, techniques there are many, principles there are few. Techniques always change, but principles never do. So if you take that, I'll say it again, I can remember it. Techniques there are many, principles there are few. Techniques always change, principles never do. So if you've got the right principles behind your eating plan, you can always change the actual meal content and the meal plans okay so for free advice uh, i'd say look at your vegetable intake look at your ma your micronutrients uh look to see if there's any blaring deficiencies e.g not eating fish oil e.g uh, not eating fish oil not eating fish e.g not having enough vegetables uh, not having any uh offal uh, or liver or anything coming into you so if there's any food groups any big blaring gaps in your nutrition plug those first of all uh micronutrient wise uh yeah and, and that's all i could say really you sound like you know a bit but it's not working what you know so you you know listen to the bloody podcasts all the way through Read the articles I, and the emails I send out. You won't do too bad uh, from that. Sounds like you could probably do the detox, Mark. What do you reckon? Shifting stubborn body fat? Uh, I, I'm all for just eating nutrient-dense foods. That's, that's all I think about. Is if, you, if, if you eat a food, is it nutrient-dense? Like meat, nutrient-dense. Liver, nutrient-dense. Yeah. Uh, vegetables, nutrient-dense. Yeah. Grains, no nutrient-density at all. 
potatoes, no nutrient density at all. You know, you've got to yeah. just think about yeah. nutrient dense foods. Totally. They won't put any, you won't put any body fat on with nutrient dense foods, put it that way. No, good way of looking at things. And um, Phil Richards taught me a way of looking at things. He said, there's only two food groups, fuel and building materials. And like what you just said there, basically, yeah. as you say, all the building materials are the nutrient dense foods. And that's going to give you more bang. So there we are, Andrew. Professional expert guidance, so from two people who are being honest and saying that we we don't know, we haven't got all the answers, but that's where you get started, and and, and you are going to need ongoing education and stuff. But the people in the gym who tell you do this, do that, do that, do do the rest of it, probably you're not being honest, really. But there you go, Swansea do. Okay, then it happens everywhere. Though. Uh, hi, Rich. Oh, this is off my uh, buddy, Jamie. About three months ago, I competed in an athletics competition. On the day, I did triple jump, long jump, and a couple of relays. A few days after it, I was aching all over, as it was my first comp in six years. Once all the aches had gone, I was left with some pain around my ankle and Achilles. I struggled at first to pinpoint exactly where it was. Uh, I raced a couple of weeks after with no pain, but I think it was just the adrenaline that got me through. After three months on, I'm suffering... Uh, before it hurt when I walked and did anything with a bit of impact, but it isn't so bad now. It just affects me when I run. I've recently done a Tough Mudder race. Did you end up doing yours? No. Couldn't do it. No, couldn't do it because your hamstring. Yeah. Hamstring gone, yeah. yeah. So I'm, uh, I'm, doing the, I'm doing the men's health um, survival. I'm, I've entered the Tough Mudder next year. I will do it. I just The girls did it. <laughs> yeah, they did it in the practice. Two blokes, two blokes yeah, The other bloke had a bad knee. Yeah. And three girls did it. So we're, we're sort of, you know, pathetic. Oh, I, mean, I just had a guy now pull out of an ultra marathon because, uh, you know, he's realised what he's undertaken, basically. And he's been training for it for four years. Yeah. I mean, and, yeah. and, he, and it's, it's a tough thing. It's a big decision. So it's always best, though, you know. Uh, so he says he did the Tough Mudder race a few weeks ago. I got through that, got through it. Again, it doesn't sound good, does it? And I can run on it. But after a few minutes of running, it does ease off. I've seen a sports therapist on him, sir. They think it's inflamed, uh, inflammation of the Achilles. In the last three months, he's taken loads of anti-inflammatories, iced it a lot, stretched it every day, doing loads of calf raises, trying to strengthen the area. Seems reduced my running to hardly anything. Stop playing five-a-side football. <sighs> he's busy, boy. It's hard to rest completely as he takes three exercise classes a week and he doesn't want to stop training. I'm doing mostly gym work. At the moment, uh, and using a bike and rowing machine instead to try to avoid the eye impact. Uh, I had five or six days no exercise whatsoever when I went on holiday. Uh, what else is there anything I can do? What would you recommend to speed up my rehab recovery training? Do you want to have a go, Mark? I, I got a good answer. Yeah. I, I, I'll just go about what these tendonitis is, really. I mean, Achilles yeah. tendonitis, it, if you look at where your Achilles tendon goes into the bone, about two to four centimetres above that is an area which is like a watershed of blood supply and everything. And that is the area that gets inflamed in Achilles tendonitis. Yeah, the so, he's so done yes. all the right stuff. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's done the icing and all that. And, I mean, the only thing I have is stretches of the things. I mean, he's doing calf raises. It's a very simple one. You can put your, your foot on the floor and then just pull your big toe back and that, for 20 or 30 seconds while you breathe. Because with all stretches, you've got to breathe while you're stretching. It's pointless. And just pull that back, and it actually stretches out the Achilles tendon quite nicely rather than going to the gym. So if you've got it at home, you know, not got a gym membership, just pulling your big toe back while you have your heel on the floor, it actually uh, stretches the Achilles tendon. But 
there is no great answer medically for mm. this. Mm. It's, 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 I mean, it's rest, icing, um, and getting decent footwear. Mm. I mean, mm. the footwear is it's often a, the, the poorly fitting footwear, or I mean, in his case, it's probably because he was jumping or something and actually banged on it. You know, back into the ground and actually cause the damage then. But anyone who does, I mean, he does, he did ultra marathons, doesn't he, as well? He does all that. No, sort of, different, Jamie. Different, uh, Jamie. Yeah, yeah they both fit but boys. He, but, he, yeah, but if he's doing exercise all the time he, and he's not wearing the right footwear, well, that can cause problems. Is he a cyclist mm. as well? Um, no, but he takes what are called spinning classes. Yeah, because if he's got a low saddle, all right. You get extra what's called dorsiflexion of the ankle when you pedal, and that can cause Achilles tendonitis. So you need to make sure his saddle's at the right height. Yeah. He probably does, but it's yeah. such a simple thing. It can only be like two yeah, seconds. Yeah, he'll do that. Up. He's a he's a fitness professional, so he yeah, knows I'm that sure sort he, of he's stuff. Got it, but he's got it exactly it's right. a good uh, point. Uh, what I would add to that basically is the most important thing in everything he's told me there. Now the information's not going, and he's saying, and the big the thing that jumped out to me is that he says that. Um, I've been stretching it every day and doing loads of calf raises. Now, stretching it, calf raises, all the rest of it, that's just as you're using it. You're still irritating it. You're inflaming it. So it's, it's, it's really important. Someone once described it to me like this. It's, first of all, if you have a cut on your arm, you have a scab. The scab heals over in the skin and it falls off, so on and so forth. So would you scratch that scab on the second or the third day? You, you, you wouldn't. You've got to leave it heal before you start to piss about with it. So what they say in rugby and in sport is let it, let all the anger go out of it. Let the, let the inflammation go away. And then we start with the rehab and the stretching and the massaging and, and, and calf raises and whatever. But at the moment, it looks like the inflammation is hanging around. It, it usually does hang around a bit longer, inflammation and swelling in the periphery anyway. So it's a terrible area to get uh, trouble. Um, so, yeah, and, in, and if it's a proper Achilles uh, problem and it goes on like this for much longer and you don't get rid of the inflammation, we will have... You know, shortening, permanent shortening of the area. So, I I emailed him back straight away. I told him what to do. Knock everything on the head. He's got to start using ice. Um, literally, you know, five minutes on an hourly basis when he can. Um, so I did actually tell him to use anti-inflammatory gel as well. But after the podcast we've done recently, now I'll probably tell him just to put on some of that natural. Is there an anti-inflammatory that cups cups some? No, it's not. It's purely heat. So, what's a good natural inflammatory oil? Then? Like something yeah. like an emu oil or something like that. Yeah, good. Something yeah. Like that. but I mean, yeah. if it's close to the surface, which I mean, it's one. Of the, it's just, I'm going back on myself here. But it's yeah. one of the few places where the injury is very close to the surface. So, the and if he's got no, I mean, the other question: they had osteoclitis, and and also the people who have you know bad stomachs. So if this Jamie's a fit guy, putting a bit of anti-inflammatory gel on. It's not going to do any really harm because it is. It, it will penetrate two to three millimeters, which is all it needs ah, in that good, area. Good, right? That's a so good you, point. You won't wrong there. So don't uh, think it's, it's, it's people putting it on their their osteoarthritic knee. It's not going to do anything. It's not going to. It's not going to penetrate that. No. No, of course it's not. No, right? Good point. Good. That's a really extra little kind of uh, bit of information. That's really good. So yeah, that's what we would do for Jamie, and um, 
we'll see how it goes basically he's going to come up my house on on friday and i'm going to have a little look exactly where the spot is but quite often people they think it's the achilles but when i get my hands and stuff on them it's more often the soleus like you yeah. said it's just above the achilles slightly yeah um so uh, actual achilles injuries are rare um so um there we go oh, I, I find so that's it, Mark. Okay. It's been emotional. <laughs> we, uh... oh, no I, I will see you. I don't think, I don't think we're going to, I'm on holiday. Uh, actually, I'm thinking about it, a bit of housekeeping. I'm on holiday the week after next. So I'm probably next going to see you at the actual do. Right. Okie dokie. No problem. Yeah. So we'll, um, well, I'll, I'll, I'll drop you a line or whatever. And, uh, yeah. I'm at the Start at six or so we'll get there for, you know, half five or something. It's on a Wednesday on a day off. So, yeah. um, yeah, cool. And, okay. uh, I put you down for food. You, you, I, I let you have a meal as well. Right. That's very kind of you. No, no problem, mate. It's nothing. <laughs> You're hard yeah, hard. you know me. I'm only speaking and doing no, a right. Well, yeah, what the crack? It, the, yeah. The major talking bits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're only the major. Yeah, you're only the major selling point. So I will give you a, a, a free <laughs> meal. Um, what I've done, right, as I hope, is we got tables of eight. And what I plan is we will rotate around the tables. There'll be a spare chair on each table and each course start a main and dessert and maybe coffee or whatever we go around a table and just yeah. have a chat with people and and, and uh, just you know kind of... do you think i can get away with having five passes oh I, what <laughs> what I, what was that beer or fish no no it was the fish oh yeah I, mate we i know i know the people uh, running the show there so leave it to me yeah. <laughs> cool but um there we go so thanks everybody for listening thanks for your continued support i haven't said this for a couple of episodes but send your questions in please leave us a review we got the number 47 the other day on itunes which was pretty good so you know that's in the health category so we're you know in there with with some some serious sort of players so please help us leave a review leave us a rating and um thank you uh, for your continued uh uh, support the often vowel as we say in Wales. So thank you from me, and uh, thank you from me. You, me, and the GP radio show is intended for general information purposes and is not meant to diagnose, treat, or cure any disease. It is not designed to provide specific advice, and anyone with a medical problem should seek the advice from their own doctor. Please note, we accept absolutely no responsibility if you turn into a fitter, stronger, more energetic, and all-round better version of yourself. To get the show notes, just head on over to richard-clark.co.uk.